You're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano entrepreneurs who seek knowledge, purpose, and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy. Our lineup of guests, friends, and mentors candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. We do all of this in less than 30 minutes. Let's get started. Hey, thank you for listening in this week. My name is Chantel Dedeke, and I'm the Chief Creative Officer here at Francis Roy, and you are listening to Hello, Francis. I'm really excited to uh, be here today with our last, uh, what is this, our last podcast in the Culture Series, and we're going to be talking about never settle for less than your best. And I, I know that our, our core value is never settle for less than your best work. But I really think that it's like never settle for less than your best fill in the blank, probably. And we have a really great guest with us today, Heather Rees. And Heather is a personal friend of mine, but she's also a great client here at Francis Roy. And she's also um, somebody that I mentor with, like she and I mentor each other. I think she probably mentors me a lot more sometimes on the heavier on my side. But um, And Heather is the Senior Director of Marketing and Leasing at the Destin Commons in Destin, Florida. And when Hillary and I were talking about who we really wanted for this core this core value. I think Heather like immediately popped in our brain because she is just like can always always pushing it all the time. So Heather, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, of course. I'm flattered. <laughs> so we're really excited. We're happy that you're joining us. Um, let's start off by uh, you just maybe telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and your role at Destin Commons. Sure. Yeah. Um, I am a born and raised military brat. My dad's retired Air Force, so I've had the pleasure of living everywhere from California, Idaho, Buffalo, New York, and England even, um, but have spent the majority of my, I would say, older life and adulthood um, here in the Destin area. Um, I've got two great kids, nine and 12. Um, I am happily married and a self-proclaimed volunteer extraordinaire, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you have to self-proclaim that. I think it's no, no. No, I really, I, I enjoy being active with the Maddie Kelly Arts Foundation as the chairman of the board this year. Um, I'm getting ready to start my third year on the Tourism Development Council for Okaloosa County. Uh, I am the chair-elect for the Fort Walton Beach Chamber of Commerce and also a mentor for a high school student here at the Collegiate High through Take Stock and Children. So it's obvious that the reason why you're here with us, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I, I, you know, we serve on the Maddie Kelly Arts Foundation board together. Heather is our chair um, this year, which she mentioned, but Heather, you're also the youngest chair for Maddie Mm -hmm. Kelly Arts Foundation, like in the history of the foundation. Yep. So I don't think that you've reached, obviously, those peaks without push. Um, and just never settling for your best. And, and we know here internally that that core value is easier said than done. We talk about that a lot. It sometimes is our willingness to say, okay, we've spent a lot of time creating this, but we still don't feel like it's our best work. We're not really happy with where it is and just being uh, willing to keep pushing or to scrap it all together and to start with something new. Um, how do you ensure that you push for your best work even when it's easier to settle for just something that's good enough. I struggle with this myself as well. And um, like you said, it's it's at sometimes the fear of if something isn't working, just 
get it done so you can move on mm-hmm. um, and not wanting to completely start from scratch and scrap it and just say, okay, this isn't working. Let's start fresh. Uh, and that's always scary, especially when it's been days, weeks, sometimes even months worth of work. Um, but at the end of any kind of project or anything like that, or as I'm nearing the end, um, there's some questions that I just try to run it through as far as the funnel is concerned. And at the end of the day, is the finalized project, is this something that could be used to actually teach somebody something? Mm, so if good. I'm building out an ad or if I'm building out a marketing campaign or a media buy, do I feel comfortable sitting down with a member of my staff or my mentee or somebody in the community that comes to me and asks, you know, what was your process here and, and things of that nature? So I have to make sure that I'm walking through that list of the teachable arena and making sure to hit all those parts on my side of things as well. So it just helps to keep me honest. Uh, The other thing, I I really use my kids as a sounding board, an excuse, if you will, and a driver. So it's if my kids come up to me and are looking at something that I've done or a project and ask me, was this hard work? Did you try your best? And, And things of that nature, I need to be able to truthfully tell them, yes, I tried my best on this. Uh, that's a question I always ask them. It's not about the end result. It's about, did you try your best to get where you were, right. regardless of what that is? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think at the end of the day, it's would I be proud Um, not just comfortable, but proud to sit and present this to the owner of my company Mm. at the end of the day. Do I feel passionate about this? Do I feel like this is the best that could be done? Um, If it turns out great, awesome. It's easier to tell that story. Other times when something doesn't work well, um, but you still feel like you did the best that you could, it's okay. It's a a learning situation um, and you can just move on from there. Mm, that's really good. I think those are really critical takeaways. I the 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 key piece for me is that teachable thing. You know, it's um, and then it becomes like not just is this good enough for me, but is this good enough for you know someone that I feel like is really looking to me to you know um, learn more or um, progress in their career. I mean, it's in the teachable pieces where we really I think educate ourselves. We've talked about that a lot, where if you really want to learn something, you learn it, obviously, and then you teach it. Mm -hmm. And the teaching component is really where the learning settles into your brain and becomes kind of steadfast in there. So those are really uh, critical takeaways, Heather. Um, So if anyone, any of our listeners, and I'm assuming some of our listeners are friends with you on Facebook, uh, they know you're quite the athlete. (laughs) It's like insane. Sometimes I'll be scrolling through Facebook and it's like a Sunday morning and I'm like, oh, and I'll text Heather and I'll be like, hey girl, what you doing? And she's like, oh, I just finished up a 10K. Like I'm good. I'm all, okay, so let me get my <laughs> shit on. Uh, let me just get out of bed and get some coffee. Uh, but you run Spartan races. You've run like, um, I think you and I've talked about you running like a, what, a tri- triathlon or a group triathlon barefoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, crazy stuff. Um so I'm, I'm really curious, and I sort of know, but I think it'd be great for our listeners to hear. Um, you apply this core value and this concept into your personal life, and you're just always pushing. How do you do that? What does that look like? So I grew up in a really athletic family. Both my parents are college athletes, um, and I was playing soccer, gymnastics, you name it, from the age of four. You know, as soon as we could get signed up, we were out there uh, playing sport. And I, I come from a big family. I've got 
three siblings as well. So we always had the ability to be playing with somebody. Um, And it's always kind of been a, uh, if your body is strong, your mind is strong. Strong Mm -hmm. body equals strong mind. And it's something that has always really resonated with me and has really gotten me through some of the most difficult times in my life. Um, About eight years ago, I was going through some personal issues, uh, not where I wanted to be in my career, um, and just was kind of hitting that wall of, okay, I I need to jumpstart all of this and what can I do? And so my mom being the genius that she is, obviously she surprised me with a uh, 12 week CrossFit trial uh, sign up and she, oh, I found it on Groupon, you know, and so I got into that and it was incredible over those 12 weeks how everything just started to progress and you know, I met my now husband. Mm-hmm. Um, I started running with him, and that's really how we created and built our relationship off of all of that. And it was almost as soon as I started becoming physically capable of meeting different milestones through the CrossFit, um, things were happening in my life. I had a renewed energy of, you know, okay, I'll get back out there into the dating world um, and look for a new relationship after being divorced at such a young age. Um, I started looking for a new job because I wasn't happy with where I was at. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I started to feel a little bit more empowered just with things in general in life. So the fitness aspect really put that spark and that fire into me. So every time I feel myself start to get foggy or run down or uh, maybe in a rut, a creative rut, or just not motivated, mm-hmm. I know most of the time I can look back and say, mm, I haven't been to the gym t- this week. I have I haven't gone for a run. I haven't, you know, put my feet in the sand and just gotten active and been outdoor to kind of reset all of that. I think part of the athletic growing up and everything as well, um, my parents never really focused on us being the strongest, the fastest, the best and things of that nature. It was always about sportsmanship, teamwork, morals, values, Mm -hmm. uh, and and just that constant push. Um, Yes, you didn't hit three home runs today in your softball game, but your batting average was better than it ever has been. You Mm -hmm. didn't make any errors on the field. You were helping your teammates, and that's what the focus was on, um, more so than the individual, did I come in first place, did our team win, was I the best? Um, so I think that has always been ingrained in me as well as far as that's concerned. And that's just more of a lifelong concept mm-hmm. and not just these like short-term mm-hmm. goals really that are like, okay, well, everyone can probably be number one, two, three for a short period mm-hmm. of time. Absolutely. But can you hold that positioning for the rest of your life? And what does the burden of that expectation really tell us when we can't? It's more like, well, if you can't be number one or you, you just don't do it. Yeah. So it definitely is much more more of a life goal to just be a a good participant and active. I've literally never heard anyone say that. That's so, that's so super cool. Um, Okay. So that's really great advice. And obviously this never settle for less than your best. You apply this into your parenting as well. What does that look like? You know, and our listeners are really just a mix of people. There are either people who are starting businesses or they're thinking about it. They have an entrepreneurial drive. Maybe they're working for someone else. And 
for me, when you're starting a business, it's like it's the first time that you really can look at your whole life and, you know, be like, am, you know, I have a little bit of control over how I'm going to practically apply all these things that really mean to me, both at work and, and at home. And when we were thinking about who we really wanted to talk through this core value with, one of the big components for me is how much we talk about your kids and your family. And this nev- never settle for your best, less than your best, is something that I've seen you apply at work, I've seen you apply it in um, nonprofit organizations, but really kind of the personal piece is how you apply it with your kids. How are you raising um, individuals that really have this core value at their at their um, foundation as well? Well, again, I think it's just kind of taking a page out of my parents' book uh, where it's not always about that end result. Mm-hmm. It's not always about being first place on the podium. It's not always about having the highest grades in your class or in your school or for the year or whatever it is there. Um, it's the journey and it's how you got there. And we've heard stories of how people climb their way to the top in you know, the business world that aren't always ethical, but they got to the top. Um, sports athletes that, you know, are, are part of doping schemes, but they win the gold medal at the Olympics. But at the end of the day, if you didn't get there through a moral value, ethical, mm-hmm. and actually have to put in the hard work, how much do you actually learn from it and how much do you actually glean from it as far as a benefit in a true learning situation um, and so we always really hammer that home with the kids uh, and it's again it's my son runs cross country my daughter's starting to play volleyball um, now and and she came home yesterday and was just you know very frustrated and I said this is your third practice right. I said and I saw you get one really great pass up to the net perfectly where it needed to be. Mm-hmm. I said, you hadn't gotten any in your in your last two. I said, so let's concentrate mm-hmm. on that. And you have to build and you have to learn and you have to start at the bottom and you have yeah. to work your way up. And if you're taking shortcuts, um, you don't learn that whole process as far as right. that's concerned. Um, so it is. It's just about constantly um, giving them the support through their achievements, but also talking about and being okay with um, failures as well. And I think a lot of that keeps me honest. And if I'm sitting and telling my kids day in and day out, are you trying your best at your sports? Are you pushing yourself? Are you doing your best on your homework? Is your handwriting neat? I mean, getting down to the minutia on those things. Right. I have to be able to look myself in the face and say the same thing. Well, and I think that that is something that we can apply to ourselves and to the members of our team as well. Just that support, knowing that we're not always going to uh, be perfect, but the fact that we're in it and we're working hard, we're doing our best work and we're holding ourselves to these core values means that um, at the end of the day, we're going to be happy with that result. And and it's going to produce something that we feel proud of because we've had this uh, compass to kind of guide us Mm -hmm. throughout the way. can you share with our listeners? Because I think that I find this, well, I've been reading this a lot. I'm always curious, like when I read articles about CEOs, like what their day looks like, like what are they doing? Really high functioning people, like how are they? Because everybody gets the same 24 hours. Some people are doing a lot more with their 24 hours than others, not just from a productivity level, but just like a balance level. I think there's a, there's a lot going on and I'm super curious about what a day in the life looks like for you. Well, a perfect day <laughs> when I hit those. 
goes. And, and again, this is all, it all stems, you've got to give yourself some grace and some patience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, a perfect day, what I want my every day to look like, um, what hopefully today is going to look like, because I did get up 5 a.m. I get up, eat take my supplements, hydrate, and I go to the gym and I meet with my personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, for the longest time, I was doing group classes and it gave me an excuse not to have to show up all the time. Okay. So, because the class was going to be there, the instructor was going to be there no matter what. Um, and I am not a morning person at all whatsoever. And I wasn't making it to the classes. It was constant, just excuses all the time. And finally I was like, the only way that I'm going to change this habit is to force myself to have to be there. Mm. So that meant either getting a workout buddy, which those don't always work out because everybody has their own lives and whatever, or get a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. Is it more expensive. Yes, but I'll tell you, I get myself to the gym because that trainer is coming to the gym at five o'clock in the morning to meet with me there. And so I have to be there. Um, And it's gotten easier to get up and whatnot in the mornings, but I'm still not even close to being a morning person. But Mm. I go do that before the kids are even awake, before my husband's even awake, before the pets are up, whatever it may be. Um, And then I get home and get the kids up ready for school. We get everybody out the door. Um, I head into work if I don't have any volunteering going on in the morning or meetings or anything like that. I go to work during my day afterwards. Um, It's always kids sports or some kind of extracurricular with them. Um, And then we get home and it's always family dinner time. Um, That's one thing, even if we have to order pizza, I'm not going to pretend that I cook dinner every day because I don't. And it's unrealistic to put that pressure on myself as well. And Mm -hmm. so even if it's we got pizza, everyone's sitting at the table for dinner eating pizza together. Again, if even if it's 10 minutes and we have to scarf it down, showers, homework, um, get everybody to bed. I hired a cleaning lady to come in and start mm-hmm. helping me with my household chores. Um, it seemed pretty ridiculous when I did it at first and someone recommended it to me, but it has just that one simple one time a week has completely changed our life because then for me it's just a quick pickup in the evening and Mm -hmm. I'm not cleaning and doing all that extra until I'm ready to just fall in bed because I have to sit down and read something um, for at least 30 minutes every night before I even get into my bed Mm -hmm. because that's how I kind of let everything settle for the day Um, and sometimes it's just junky novels because it's easy to read and they're entertaining. Sometimes it's a blog that I like to follow. It just depends, but I make sure that I read something for a minimum of 30 minutes before I even get into my bedroom um, because it just does, it kind of helps set everything for the day, reset my brain and um, turns everything off. Otherwise I have a hard time sleeping. (laughs) Yeah. And sleep is so important. Yes. You know, I've been reading a lot about sleep hygiene and um, how that is like a serious thing. That's Mm -hmm. like a whole nother podcast, Mm -hmm. obviously episode it could be a whole nother podcast (laughs) like just hey if out there you're wondering about what podcasts start a podcast on sleep hygiene everybody would listen to it um so just one final question and we try to keep it less than 30 minutes where i think we're doing good but so this is i think to our our listener if i was a listener i didn't know you i would be like wow that's a lot you're obviously you know taking on a lot 
what we talk a lot about balance is that a myth it, you know is that a real thing are we do that for me I do the best that I can balance to me some is not 50 50 so you know some days I'm better here than I am at home and vice versa and I just try to think of it big picture but how do you balance in this push for you know your best self your best work all the time and you're just just trying to ensure that you don't burn out so I like what you said about the fact that it's not always 50-50 or every day as well what that balance looks like is going to be different some days I need an extra 30 minutes at the gym. So, you know, that time comes off somewhere else during the day. Um, I think it's remembering, well, I'll say for me, I know a lot of people that really like having a set schedule, you know, every day it's the same thing at the same time for the same amount, you know, and they and they really need that. I think with how next to impossible it is for me to set a schedule for myself, just because the kids' schedule is always changing. My work schedule is very fluid. Uh, and then the organizations that I work with, those are also very fluid. So trying to even each week or each day try to set a schedule, things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's being, again, giving yourself some grace, giving yourself some patience and the abil- ability to be flexible within that schedule, but still get the things done that you need to be done. Mm-hmm. So some days um, I am just too tired and I'm going to have a long day. So I don't make it to the gym in the morning instead of beating my myself up all day and oh you didn't get to the gym and things of that nature I make sure that whatever I'm eating is very on point and maybe I get up and do a long walk around the shopping center Mm -hmm. or you know whatever it is just to get that physical activity in um but I think people are really quick to jump on themselves and immediately start criticizing when they don't do something that they had planned to do, regardless of what it is. And you have to understand, you know, you've got to listen to yourself. And then we're not just living in a bubble where nothing happens and nothing affects us. So you just kind of pivot and figure out a way to either make it up another day or let it be and just make sure you do it the next day. Mm. Don't let it become a bad habit, but people just beat themselves up and it's really easy um, to do that. And you've got to, you got to make sure that you're being emotionally and mentally kind to yourself as well. Um, And so I I think that balance is more of an internal balance and listening to what your body and your mind and everything is telling you as opposed to actually just balancing a schedule. Mm -hmm. So many great takeaways from this, Heather. Thank you so much. I think our listeners are going to have a lot of comments and questions for you as well. And we'll push those to you and uh, see if we can't get some direct answers. But it has been a really insightful I think to to kind of get behind how you know the reasoning and and the way that you're able to kind of push like this all of the time and really balance it and it sounds like it's you know it it's a lot of just forgiving yourself for maybe Mm -hmm. not and then moving on and hoping for a better Mm -hmm. day the next day which all of us can practically apply to our lives whether we're business owners or we're not Uh, and you know as a society it can trying to keep up with perfection is becoming like a major source of, of a reason why people are not able to thrive so I know our listeners will find this super valuable and uh, speaking of our listeners thank you so much for listening this has been 
been an awesome episode. It's also the wrap up of our culture series. And and Heather, we thank you so much for being here with us. I feel like we're going to see you again and talk to you again. So <laughs> I hope so. I would love that. Um, so thank you. And, and, and if you're listening, uh, like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, we will have another episode for you next Monday. Um, so let us know your thoughts. Thank you.